Hello everyone. COVID has brought a lot of things into our focus. You know, it has made us still and unbusy so that we can see through the clutter of our daily busyness and see what is really important for us. It has also brought something to the forefront, our loneliness. We are uh, six million of us in Atlanta, Georgia, where I live. And I was watching a video on how people in the Arctic were quarantining themselves. And there are all over Arctic, there are only four million people. And I was wondering how they were coping. So here are a few strategies that can help us cope and help us see a bigger picture and broaden our perspective on how we might not be alone after all. The dichotomy is we are the most connected generation to ever live, yet most of us are spending our days alone. I know I remember the days uh, when I had to send a letter to my parents to check on them or tell them how I'm doing in college and it used to take one week to get, reach them and then they would reply and it would take another week for me to get the reply. Right now, uh, if I have to contact my parents, all it takes is a phone call and it's like a matter of seconds I can get in touch with them. They're 8,000 miles away, right? Yet most of us feel that we are worthless and nobody will care what we have to say. But the point is, if you understand, people who are normal and who have it all can feel that way. What about all the marginalized people? How are they feeling? Aren't they even lonelier than us? The gay, the lesbian, the transgender, the physically and the mentally handicapped, what must they be feeling? You know, we are living our lives as lonely islands, increasingly isolating ourselves from one another uh, and keeping ourselves busy with technology. But how did we get here? You know, just uh, 30 years ago, I remember, we, back in India, a lot of us used to live in joint families where a family was at least 10 or 12 people living under the same roof. And now, thanks to competition, collaboration has been put aside and competition has taken precedence. And especially in America where I live, we put privacy on a pedestal. So collaboration was given up for competition. You know, people moving out into cities, for better fortunes, people moving out to different countries for a better prospect. And uh, it is so surprising how we have gotten here. Uh, UK, United Kingdom now has a minister for loneliness. If you listen to the calls that the ministry gets, it's just heartbreaking. Uh, 17 year olds, 70 year olds, age doesn't matter. Everybody seems to be lonely. So why should we be talking about loneliness? You know, we come alone into this world and die alone, right? So what's the point of talking about loneliness? The problem is our brains are so advanced as human beings that we are social animals. We see our lives in the context of the kind of impact we are making on other people. That is why we feel our self-worth dependent on what we contribute and what we give to society. Um, do we matter? Does our life matter? Do we have a voice? All these are dependent on the social context. That is why, you know, it's so easy for animals, I believe, because they have less developed brains and probably they don't have to ruminate so much on whether they are alone, whether their life means anything and all those things.
And here is how I think social media is also compounding a lot of our loneliness. Because uh, I keep seeing other people's uh, highlight reels, right? And then I wonder, why was I not invited to their party? You know, I'm just sitting at home doing nothing and they're my friends too. But why am I not part of their social life? What we do is we forget the deep meaningful connections, even if they are only one or two, will allow us to open our hearts deeply. You know, ask yourself, is there anybody that you can reach out if you are not feeling okay in the middle of the night? Those are the kind of relationships that we need, not 400 likes or not 4,000 followers on Facebook. The point of talking about loneliness is because uh, it is very, very deadly and the persistent feelings of loneliness are equal to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So it is actually lethal to have this persistent feelings of depression and loneliness. Here is what I want to leave you with. I remember very clearly Kevin Hines, the gentleman who jumped off of Golden Gate Bridge and was attempting suicide. Of course, he survived to tell his tale, but he is now an activist who keeps telling everybody, if anybody had stopped me in the bus or on the road, looking at how shaken up I was and how miserable I was to ask me how I was doing, I would have probably never jumped. But that's the point, right? Instead of feeling alone, how about we reframe the context? Maybe there is somebody who needs your attention. Maybe there is somebody who can use your words to their advantage and resurrect their own life. How about cultivating hobbies? You know, gardening. There's something radical in seeing a plant grow. How about creating deep, meaningful trust in the other person so that they can rely on you and you can benefit out of giving them your attention? Lastly, I want to leave you with this. Whenever I talk to cashiers in the grocery stores, I feel like they have so much to talk and they have so much to chat about their day. I feel like they are just as eager for human interaction as me. Thank you.